All right, we are rolling now. Counting us down. Three, two. You're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and Tari J. Let's start the show. Hello there. Welcome back to Missing Out. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And if this is your first time listening, what we do here is we introduce each other to different media, whether it be movies, music, television, spoken word, books, experiences, things that have built us up. And we hope that in sharing it, it builds you up. We are the retrospective that's introspective. You know, I've heard you, I've heard you say a version of that about a hundred times now. Oh, you have. And I tell you what, it's not getting old. Um, At least 30 people listening are like, yes, it is. All of your bullshit is so fucking trite and stale at this point. No, people love format. People love a sense of familiarity. It's true. I think that like every time they hear it, like the the opening piece where we're like counting down, they hear the the little spiel, like the music, and then they hear us do our spiel. They're like, ooh, it's like wrapping me in a warm blanket. It feels so good. All that familiarity before we jump off the platform. And I think that it really, really brings them joy. But there's still those 30 people that are like, fuck format, fuck the system, anarchy, chaos reigns. They flip their tables every time they listen to the show. Well, I'm sorry, guys. Well, actually, you might be excited because today we're breaking the format a little bit. Um, This is our 100th episode. It's true. Hooray. Thank you guys for sticking around so long. Or if this is your first episode, hey, Welcome. It's a nice round number for you to start on. Exactly. Uh, take it. Take some time. Go back. Listen to some of our older episodes. That's true. You will have to listen to the previous ninety nine to understand what's happening. That's true. This is a very serialized podcast. Yeah, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe of podcasts. Heck yeah! Just wait until we get our sweet, sweet spinoff specials, uh, and then our some semi good canceled spinoff specials. Um, <laughs> Which ones were the semi-good canceled? Well, I think Agent Carter was better than semi-good. I think Agent Carter gets no, a whole a whole good. I was talking about some of the Netflix. Uh, yeah. All so, right. Looking at you, Iron Fist. Looking at you, say, season two of Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, I actually could go to bat for most of season two of Daredevil. Um, well, you're wrong. All right, guys. <laughs> so here's what we're going to be doing today. Um we are going to be talking about, uh, we're, we're kind of doing a retrospective on this introspective podcast. I was wondering um, if you were going to try and tie those two things together. I, w- I definitely did. That was nicely done. Thank you. That was nicely done. Um, I can't bench that. Oh, yeah. well, keep working out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will try to make this as non-navel gazy as possible. Um, but, you know, after 100 episodes, it gets you thinking about, like, where you started, where you're going. And we uh, really are grateful that you guys have been here with us for this whole journey. And so we really wanted to kind of look back and see how much we've grown, talk about um, how we got started in the podcast arena, like the first podcasts we listened to, how we even discovered the idea of doing a podcast, what inspired us to start this show, kind of talk about 
um, the show in and of itself, like what the real thesis statement of it has been uh, and how we feel that we've done in terms of like keeping to that idea and that thesis. Um, and then from there, we're going to talk about like where we want to go from here. You know, like this is this is kind of like the new years of uh, missing out in that, like you really start to kind of figure out what your re- resolutions are and, and things that you want to do to kind of keep growing and, and, and adhering to the thesis statement or if the thesis statement will change moving forward. And so that's really kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So I don't know if this episode will be for everyone. I think it is, it stands a chance for us to be a little back patty. So we um, promise we will try and make a coherent point. Right. Um, I mean, I think that like, as a listener, if you've ever thought about kind of getting into podcasting, I mean, this might be a way because, you know, I feel like at some point we're going to talk about how we did it. And right. so if you're interested, then I think that will be a nice insight from our perspective. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm trying to sell you on what you're going to get out of it because I think it'll be a really fun in, uh, discussion. And I'm looking forward to it. I just want you to know that there's something in it for you as well. Those same 30 people are like, this motherfucker seems unsure. (laughs) He convinced me. I don't like it. Uh, Yeah. Well, hey, um, you're going to like this by the end. Hey, baby. You want to you want to (laughs) you. No, what's going to happen is about half of those 30 people are going to like it. They're going to find themselves pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And the other half are going to berate them for it mercilessly. And uh, the yeah. group, the two halves will turn on each other. That, I don't I don't want that. I don't want a civil war. I Look, I'm not suggesting you want it, but you have uh, great power and you need to wield it responsibly. I'm not. Nah, I'm not Spider-Man. I, I, I'm more of an anti-hero. You know, I'm like a like a. Constantine or like a, I don't know who's another cool uh, uh, oh Spawn I'm like a Spawn, like spawn. Yeah. hell right. yeah like I went from to the depths of hell and they were like yo do our bidding and I was like as long as I can go hang out with my wife yeah yep alright so, I, I, I see you as more of a Luke Cage meets Modoc um, because of my giant head well it's mostly because of the fact that you're kind of box shaped and you right. float around a little bit and you've got the little limbs little tiny hands yeah, yeah 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 and then the Luke Cage because I'm black I get it yeah no I see it why, you gotta, Look, why, why are you taking it there what are you talking why about are you taking it these there? are your words I was talking about you protect your neighborhood oh uh huh you, st- you Ooh, stick up man. for the you stick up for the little guy how's your how's the, you're really backpedaling no Bro, I'm not man. I'm stepping you're, all the way you, you gotta take it uncomfortably <laughs> racial <laughs> Uncomfortably, yes. That's that's what you use. Those you're were your about, words, and you, you wield like, them against me in an accusatory fashion. <laughs> you you presume meaning that is not uh, intended. I mean, hey, look, if you have a meaning that you're trying to convey, be clear about it. Otherwise, all I can do is speculate. All right, you're you're uh, who else helps the nip? But you don't want to be Spider Man. You already established that you're not Spider Man, and right. he's very much about helping. So so all right, you're uh uh. Your da- your daredevil because of that the law degree you got. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also been doused in chemicals. Um, all right, so Lex, uh, how did you get started in podcasting? In terms of like, what was your first podcast? 
uh, first podcast would have been the very first episode of Smodcast, Kevin Smith's uh, the first of many podcasts he's, he started uh, with his producer and friend, Scott Mosier. Okay. That would be, did I want to say 2007? And this was back when podcasts existed, but very sparsely. I think Ricky Gervais had his, but it was uh, sort of a, a un, unexplored territory. There were now, of course... Everybody you meet, everybody you meet has a podcast. Ask your grandma. She has a podcast. Yeah. And it's marked explicit, and she didn't want you to know about it. Right. But she's got one. She's on, like, three. Uh, but that was, it wasn't a thing uh, the way it is now. And I was a, a big fan of uh, Kevin Smith and his work at the time. And I said, okay, this is awesome. Like he's, he does these. If you, if you ever bought a, a physical media copy of just about any of his movies like commentary tracks the commentary tracks he does with his friends who worked on the movie with him big selling point uh on the on the discs very entertaining to listen to and i said oh this is awesome this is just a way i can have um you know it's like uh it's a commentary track without a movie essentially right. and i can take this with me i can be like hosing down the back like the, uh-huh. the patio or whatever the shit and it's a little less boring because i have this this nice commentary track and they're just they're talking about bullshit they're just right. talking about whatever the fuck they feel like talking about and it's endlessly entertaining and i always wanted to emulate people like kevin smith people like uh, george carlin was another really big one for me when i was growing up people that had uh, a well of knowledge mm-hmm. about whether it's pop culture or just esoterica, but also an ability to uh, wield language in a way that made that stuff genuinely interesting to listen to, whether or not you were completely clear on what they were talking about. And I very quickly said, man, one day this is something I think I'd like to do. I think it took me a while to come around to, I want to do this. Mostly at first it was, I want I want more content like this yeah. so that I can f- I can a fill my brain with more information that I'll probably never have call to use and b uh, I just I want to I want to enlighten myself I want to learn I love the fact that in these conversations uh, I'm getting a whole bunch of of that that juicy stuff that makes my brain go ooh yes more more juice ooh but then at a certain point yeah it became I really like talking about the stuff that I'm passionate about. And I feel like occasionally when I talk to people about it, they engage and they seem like they're interested in what I'm saying. And okay, well maybe there's a place I can put that. So then it was a matter of more or less waiting for the universe to present me with circumstances in which that could happen. Because you don't know until you do it really how it how it gets done right like you listen to the podcast and you assume okay they record it on microphones and they put it into the computer right which then makes it go to the internet yes but beyond that if you've never done it if you've never dabbled in it yourself it's it's this uh nebulous thing it's just all right it, it happens by magic essentially right so then it was about like i said like the the universe presented me with a set of circumstances where i could immerse myself in that aspect of it as well. Like how, how do you take this conversation with a friend and turn it into quote unquote grown content, right? So it became less of a magical arbitrary process. Yeah. And then just seizing every opportunity I could to put myself in front of a microphone with people that are uh, relatively intelligent and funny. Uh, and I've been very lucky to get to work with some people that are uh, very much both. So then, so then trying to, 
then refine my own conversational style and try to uh, emulate the people that I admire without copying the people I admire. Right. But if you go back and listen to, and I'm assuming it'll be the same for you as well. If you go back and you listen to the shows that I feel like I was influenced by, like Smodcast being a great example, I think you can definitely track where some of my approach to doing this job comes from. Right. But I like to think that I'm not just doing Kevin Smith or I'm not just doing uh, whoever, Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, that's, I mean, that's it. That was a really long rambly answer. And uh, there are a lot of points where you and I overlap, obviously, because we ended up here. But does that answer your question? Yes. So you're saying, just to wrap that into a little little button. um, Yeah. So your first podcast was Smodcast and it really inspired you to want to be able to share your thoughts and feelings with other people. And so you found a way to kind of solidify that aspect where it wasn't just a, a, a cloud a, or what do they call it? Castle in the sky kind of idea. And it became something practical that you could do on a regular basis. And now you're sitting here. See, and that's a far more concise way to say exactly what I took six times the amount of time to say but everyone's here for the six times amount and then i'm just putting it into a little button so that like you know you have something small and digestible that's That's true if if we were both uh stoic right if we were not big talkers there Mm -hmm. wouldn't be any of this content and we know we know uh y'all listening like this content because it doesn't seem like you're going anywhere (laughs) thank you by the way yes um, so yeah, and my thought, my, I feel like my road in terms of podcasts was weird. So it took me a little bit to figure out what my actual first podcast was. Um, and it turns out that, uh, it was actually my friend Cameron Rice, who was a high school friend of my roommate in San Francisco. Um, okay. He, I can track that. Yes. That's some, some space ball shit at the end where he's like, I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. Fucking Bill Pullman's like, what does that make us? He's like, nothing. Which is what you'll be. Yeah. I've seen space balls, bitch. That was, yeah, um, that was big. That was big. That was big in my household, <laughs> uh, from a certain age to another certain age. Yeah. Um, but yes. So, um, Cameron Rice, uh, a friend of mine. Yes. Uh, he had a podcast called Cameron Watches Movies. Um, and I I find him to be a, a funny guy. Uh, I find him to be uh, very uh, in-depth when it comes to discussing movies and, and TV shows. You said had. Does he no longer have it? Uh, no, he doesn't do Cameron Watches Movies anymore. Okay. Because um, he does, like, he's he's moved on to doing other things. Like, now he does like a hyper RPG and he has a, he's on a show on El Royale, stuff like that. So like he's, he's far moved on, right. but that was my first one. And it was mostly cause like, he's a cool guy. I wanted to support him. wanted to listen to his, uh, really fun commentary. Having listened to an episode of Smodcast, I definitely f- hear that podcast in his podcast. Um, which, which I find interesting. Which one did you listen to? Um, I listened to the one that you had recommended, which was uh, the Harry Potter, uh, like discussion of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Is that the one where he goes on this tangent and calls him fucking Voldemort? Um, I don't 
think so. Okay. Maybe because there were there were two or three of the the big Harry Potter ones, right? Um, so yeah, so that I listened to that one, um, and so his podcast uh, was just a thing that I would listen to when I was on really long road trips because mm-hmm. they were about like two hours or so. Um, and so when I would be driving from LA to, uh, to the Bay area, which is where I'm from, uh, I would break up the music by listening to his podcast. Um, and then when my friend, current roommate yell moved to LA, she was like, we're starting a podcast. Uh, and I was like, okay, I had no real sense of like how to do that or what real podcasts were like. And so, uh, not to say that. Cameron's podcast wasn't real. It just, at the time, he was a friend talking about stuff. Right. And so then I was like, all right, well, let's figure this out. And so we started a now defunct, you'll never find it, don't even try podcast where it was just us kind of like figuring out how to do it. And so like all of my sensibilities kind of came from radio where like it had very defined segments. We, um, had a little sound effects to, to transition you from one segment to the next. Like it was very experimental, but it was also like it had a structure to it. Right. And see, I'm, I'm almost the complete opposite where most of the podcasts that, that got me into podcasts as a listener and the stuff that I listen to most frequently to this day is almost entirely structureless. Right. Like you listen to an episode of Smodcast. Now, the Harry Potter ones, if they're talking about Deathly Hallows in particular, there might be a very loose structure insofar as it's it's usually Kevin Smith telling Scott Mosier the entire movie. Right. And then they riff on that. But largely no structure oh, yeah. whatsoever. It's mostly bits. Right. And, and not even bits that feel like it's just stuff that comes out organically, right? right. Like it's not, they're, they're not doing any kind of pre- scripted material other right. than occasionally like, he'll bring something in and be like we're talking about this shit but yeah. Uh, yeah like completely structureless and for some people like I've had conversations with some people where they're just like but but if there's no structure why am I listening to this and I'm like because it's funny <laughs> I mean I uh, I get I think I guess I get both aspects like I like podcasts with structure I, I get the appeal of people just discussing just like two people discussing and you feel like you're just hanging out with people. I think it works best. I think those specifically work best and have longevity when they are already known people. I think that like, if it's just two dudes sitting in a room fucking around, I think that has less longevity. I feel attacked. I mean, but our podcast has purpose. Like our podcast has a, like a reason to exist, which is, a great segue into us talking about like the thesis statement of missing out. We Lex, Michael and I come from and met, uh, doing a pod or doing a, at a podcast network called after buzz TV, where it's specifically, if you are unfamiliar with after buzz TV, the idea is that let's say you love gossip girl mm. and you're like, no one I know fucking watches Gossip Girl, then you can go on this network and you can watch this panel of people talking about Gossip Girl, doing an in-depth breakdown of each individual episode. And you can either watch it or you can listen to it on uh, iTunes and all that stuff. And so we met doing a lot of the comic book stuff, um, had a lot of overlap. And then at some point we both looked at each other and were like, yo, let's do a fucking podcast. 
and then we sat down and started trying to figure out what the concept of it would be. So that we could, as best as possible, sidestep the trap of we're just two assholes sitting in a room and what we're doing is tantamount to masturbation. <laughs> I mean... Well, I guess I, you could argue regardless of our intention and how successful we are in meeting it, this is still tantamount to masturbation. I mean, well, it doesn't help that every episode you just have your penis in your hand and you're just like, what do I do with this? Why um, can't you let me be me? Look, I have. I haven't mentioned... It took a hundred episodes for me to even point it out. And I felt like I give people a little bit of a little bit of background, show them the sausage figuratively and literally. I was hoping you weren't going to take it there and oh, take man. it there. You did. It's a it's a retrospective. I got to bring back some old bits. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the expression "see how the sausage is made" is necessarily our original material. No, but the bit is showing them the sausage is. Uh, that that aspect doesn't matter here's stop, a, no, stop here, trying to nitpick my <laughs> grand a, creativity but here's it's, um but yeah so we we were doing after buzz and the the format of that show doesn't really allow for a lot of like introspection it's mostly discussing the specific shows that you are covering right it's and a combination we, it's a combination recap review recap reaction right and that's a totally legitimate format and there's nothing wrong with that and those shows tend to function pretty dang well it ain't it ain't broke so it doesn't need fixing right but we both had this inclination towards let's just dig ourselves a little hole and sit in it for a while well yeah we wanted to be able to express ourselves and, and really put a lot of our own thoughts and feelings into a show and find a way to connect with our audience. For clarification, I don't mean a sad hole. I mean like a, a happy hole. No, yeah. It's because we're digging in. Right. We got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah totally. Just want to make sure. I, I, it's not, I'm not advocating for holding on to sadness. Oh, got it. Yeah. No, there's no there's no shame in holding on to it. No. Well, not shame. You got to make room for other things, too. <laughs> yeah, totally. So come down into the into the happy hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there glory in that this hole? Is, this is where the sausage is made. Yeah. I hate myself. <laughs> I need to crawl into hey, the don't, happy hole don't hold, don't hold on to sadness. Um, uh, but anyway, so all that to say that like we, we started missing out because we wanted to be able to share things not only with each other, but like an audience of people who hadn't experienced the things that we had experienced. And we, we realized through our friendship that we had very different upbringings and different ways that we view media and and things that we experience and wanted to find a way to bounce that off of one another also we figured that like everyone at home has their own perspective on these things and, and wanted a way for them to experience something that we love and also get their perspective on that as well so like for example if if lex michael views a, a movie and he views he sees himself in it then like explore why he sees himself and and if I don't see myself in it, what the disconnect between that is and and really diving into that aspect and and figuring out how the things that we experience and the things that we watch and and listen to really kind of build us as people. I say it in the intro, but like literally like everything that you experience influences you in some way, shape or form. Right. And so we really wanted to dig into how that is. And so like, I feel like there are a lot of episodes that we are able to 
really dig into like this specific media was the foundation for our the way we process emotions or the way that we view love or the way that we um express humor things of that sort right and and i don't know about you but you talk about how the media we experience it it helps inform who we are right you say it uh, in the in the intro as well i don't know about you but media far more than anything else was for my entire my well i was going to say my entire childhood but really up through this day just about uh media has been the biggest consistent source of uh education i would say of of insight of empathy of honestly a lot of time positive reinforcement when i was growing up there weren't too many adults that i felt were making a grand effort to connect with me and teach me things a lot of uh, negative reinforcement right a lot of positive reinforcement so at first you know you're very young you get plopped in front of a tv and it's all entertainment for the sake of entertainment and placation but you start to branch out if you're so inclined and you start to see, well, I can watch a, we- a weird example, but we recently had a, a conversation about the original Godzilla, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the original Ishiro Honda uh, Godzilla. And that's a movie where, yes, you could watch it as total entertainment, uh, entertainment placation. You can completely check out. It's a fun movie. It's a big monster puppet messing up miniature cities and stuff it's a fun watch but technically he's a monster suit get it right well there's one where there's a little puppet head. okay fair yeah, enough. yeah there's a little puppet you're head. right uh but uh you can also view it through an entirely different prism which is uh, as we discussed on that episode the entire movie godzilla himself is a metaphor for atomic destruction and you have a movie made by uh, japanese filmmakers uh, not very long, within about a decade, little little more than a decade, of the their country suffering nuclear annihilation, being right. the only country to suffer that kind of nuclear annihilation, and here's how they're processing it. And it's a way to genuinely learn through this ostensibly goofy monster movie. You can, if you want to engage with it on this level, you can learn something about that time and place in the world and yeah. in history and how people who aren't you, who don't necessarily look like you, who don't come from where you come from, uh, were processing something truly seismically massive. And it's it's a way to genuinely learn things beyond the scope of what is actually in the frame. And that's what drove from my, uh, from my childhood forward, drove this intellectual curiosity, right? And then finding podcasts, these people that ha- seem to have all of this information that I was hungry for. Yeah. Wanting to get there, wanting to sound like uh, I can, I could just pull all of the same information. Like, how does he know all of this useless shit? Mm-hmm. But there's that aspect. And then there's maybe as a byproduct of, of that, of uh, movies especially, being the the greatest uh, influence, the greatest guiding factor, the greatest source of education, of uh, in a lot of ways of of happiness, of good feelings. I get a huge kick out of talking to people about a movie I really, really enjoyed, mm-hmm. having them go, that actually sounds really interesting, really cool, going and checking it out, and then coming back to me being like, I really dug that like yeah. i get a huge fucking kick out of that feeling mm-hmm. and so i i don't know how closely you can relate to that but my guess would be is you got some of that because if you didn't i don't know what 
what would have drawn you to this in the first place? Because I feel like this is what we're doing. Right. Um, we're doing that both for the person sitting across the table uh, from us as we share things with each other, but also with all of the people, all of you guys that are listening. And I hope, I hope some of you listen to an episode when that sounds cool, fun, interesting, fucking weird, whatever. Yeah. Went and checked it out and came away going, that was cool. I'm glad I heard of that thing. Yeah. I think that like, I think there's a little bit of overlap in terms of the sharing aspect. But for me, I think the, the, my main thesis in terms of creating content, and this is something I try to apply to everything I create is that like the idea of making something that makes people feel less alone. Yes. And so the sharing is a way of expressing myself. And in talking about it, it allows someone to hear something inside of them that they necessarily didn't know that other people felt. And that's, so like, yeah, that's a nice way to put that. And that's actually very true for me, but I don't know that I would have thought to phrase it quite that way. Oh, um, I mean, that's, that's something that I think that is the main driver behind every episode that we try to create. And even the ones that are silly or uh, just bits, I like to imagine that like even that in some way is helpful in that like sometimes you just need, you don't need to hear two people talking about depression this day. And so you can hear us doing our dumb bits and, and you find some form of entertainment in it. And it's something that you can just, you know, allows you to just feel in that moment. Right. So, so like there's, I feel like, there always has to be some kind of merit behind what we're doing. And so like, that's why I, I try not to, uh, what is the word deride? I try not to deride, um, the podcast where it is just two people talking in a room. Cause that in and of itself, as you said, like, it's funny, like that's the purpose of it is to give you an, either an escape from the world that you're having to deal with. Cause everyone's going through something, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like ain't nobody being like, Oh man, I'm, I'm sitting pretty. Everything's going my way. Um, and so there is, I feel like people are very quick to dismiss the idea of things that are just entertaining for the sake of being entertaining. Um, and myself included, like sometimes I'm just like, what the, what's the fucking point of this? Um, and the point is to, to bring you joy in that moment. Right. That's the point. To make you feel a little bit connected to something, right? Because that's true. A lot of podcasts, you, you feel when it is just two people talking, bullshitting in a room, if their brand of goofy bullshit aligns with your brand of goofy bullshit, yeah. then you get to feel for an hour to however long their show is, you get to feel like you're hanging out with people you know. Right. And that can help, man. Like I, I've been i mean we've we've talked about about depression on the show before i've been in some pretty low spots where i didn't really feel like there was anybody i could talk to i didn't feel like i i had people around that i felt super comfortable hanging with and, and being open and honest with and, yeah. and podcasts that sort of fit that model were a great help to me because i got to feel like okay i'm, I'm yes i can't uh, actually engage with the people i'm listening to which is the the one factor that's missing but yeah yeah, it made me feel like here's a, a safe space I can go to, to to sort of hang with with like you were saying before this feeling of, of familiarity mm -hmm. just in a different way uh, than um, format breeds familiarity personality breeds familiarity as well and you can feel a little bit connected a little bit less alone in that moment so yeah I, I think there's no there's no reason to deride something that's entertaining for its own sake because that can still be of tremendous value right though I will say that I think 
my favorite episodes that we've done are the ones where we really got to dive into just like the, the human condition. Sure. Um, which sometimes end up being the ones that we completely break the format of our show. Right. Um, so like, I think it was episode uh, 36. It was the either or uh, by Elliot Smith. That was yours that you brought in. Yes. And I thought we got really like in depth in terms of like what it's like to exist in a, in a place of living with mental health and the idea of like being in any given moment, a place where, you know, you could feel like, you know, uh, suicide might be an answer. Like these places that like are, are fairly triggering, but they're things that people don't really get to talk about very often. Right. Like I know that like when I was at my most depressed and like anytime, like I felt like suicidal, I couldn't, talk to anyone about it right like, even my therapist because you say the words suicide and they're like oh baby you going to you going in a psych hold right. oh boy you ready to get 5150 my dude um and i'm like i'm not i, ju- I just want to tell you how i feel right and and even if it's not taken as far as well we got to put you in a padded cell for your own sake it's all so intensely stigmatized that so many people who have the experience who have the knowledge are afraid to speak up for fear of being shunned, of being viewed as weak, etc. Right. And you don't get too terribly many forums where people can talk about it candidly, openly, uh, uh, d- displaying that vulnerability. And you don't get, whether or not you yourself are the one who's, who's being that open, uh, I feel like just hearing others who are comfortable enough to share that part of themselves, who aren't afraid of that stigma, who, who say like, yes, this is part of who I am this and that's okay it's okay that this is part of who you are you don't have to be ashamed of it yeah something else I, I know at least for me has been pretty helpful in the past yeah I agree and I also so there's an episode that we did that was completely different from our usual format which was um the one where, with Matt Sterling Nye um where he talked about his dad which so we usually cover dumb shit like like media and books and whatever all of the all of the dumb shit that we just spent however much time regaling you with the importance of. <laughs> yes all of that um i'm just I, I had to take it down so i could lift this up i see you know the la way yes you, um, can, you can't raise something without lowering something else exactly that's how you know you're a true angelino hell yeah mm-hmm. um but no i really he he brought in stories about his dad which i thought were really cool yeah um because especially because his the idea was that his his dad was very like he was he wasn't perfect he was very flawed but he also was very influential to his life which i think that like we all have that experience doesn't necessarily have to be a parent but like we all have someone in our lives who deeply flawed but really helps us become the person that we are right and something else that I loved about that episode as well, and this is, um, it, it gets at what my platonic ideal for the show is. Yeah. Uh, I love that he could talk about his father, his experiences with his dad, and what a storied life his dad had, and how, yeah, how human the man was, um, and get super real in that sense. But also, as part of that conversation, we also talked to him about his experiences as an actor working in entertainment and how he ended up. We talked about he's got a little part in Iron Man 3. He's now in uh, the movie that Jason Mewes directed, tells, uh, dovetails back into the Kevin Smith connection. Yeah. Um, called uh, Madness and the Method, which you can check out on Amazon and stuff. Uh, 
pretty sure we're going to get him back uh, on the show kind of soon. I'm going to pick his brain about how he ended up landing that project. But we could talk about that as well. So if you have an interest in the entertainment business, and most people have at least a passing interest in it if they are media fixated. Yeah. You get to learn a little bit about that as well. And that's that's sort of my platonic ideal. You either get the the real human stuff and or the really funny, goofy bits, but also we get to drop a little bit of actual knowledge. Like we did an episode on uh, M, Fritz Lang's M. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the episodes when somebody says, what, where should I jump in? What's a good one to listen to to get a, an idea for what the vibe is? That's one of the ones I usually tell people because I feel like that's a perfect intersection for me at least of we're actually talking about um you know the the context in which the movie was made historically but also you know the the sort of context within german expressionism was functioning at the time we then also get to talk about the really really dumb dumb goofy shit (laughs) um and i i love when we get to do both that's sort of that type of thing right the the show we did on m the conversation we had with Matt, that they they get at exactly what I I personally have been hoping to do with whatever show I ended up yeah doing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of do's I think in that sense. Or I think there might have only been two, but it felt like there were a lot. There were You're big, saying there was a little doo doo in there. Big big do's. Big doo doo's. Yeah, that's big old do. Right. All right, key. This is gonna be our last episode of missing out because <laughs> I've tar tar the amount of discomfort I'm in. Finally, it just it tipped tipped the glass. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, do you have, uh, other, like, I guess those are your favorites. I mean, I assume that you have a bunch of other favorites that you've talked about. Well, uh, there are, there are a few. I mean, the, another one we did, and it was pretty close. It was around the M show. We also did an episode on Mandy, the, the movie with Nick Cage. Yeah. Which had a loose-ish structure to it also insofar as we actually did go through the movie occasionally riffing on it the way uh, not dissimilar to the episode of Smodcast you listen to. It sounds like where they, their loose structure, the, the yeah. plot of the movie is the backbone of their conversation. Right. But then you use that to ground you and then you get to go wherever you want because you always have somewhere to come back to. And like that, I feel like we, we got fairly close to doing that with efficiency in that episode. <laughs> and I remember it being a really fun conversation. Although as I mentioned earlier, in this episode, I don't remember most of the shit that right, we talk about course. after the fact, but I remember walking away going, I feel good about how that went. <laughs> Whereas normally I walk away going, fuck. Yeah. I mean, speaking of structure, I something I really like and, and can, you know, retrospect on, uh, since I, I was kind of going through some of the older episodes, uh, just to remember, refresh myself on which ones were my favorite, why they were my favorites and things of that sort is I liked being able to see how we had grown over the course of like, just from episode one to episode two, we, we got our official intro and we started kind of figuring out how we wanted to start talking uh, like at the, at the front, you know, in terms of how we would want to start doing it, our, our like, what our catchphrase was and all that stuff. And so like you can hear us over the course of the, the podcast kind of refining all these little aspects of it. And also I like to think too, especially if you start with our very first episode where we talked about Rocky, I feel I I will speak for myself. I feel like it took me quite 
some time, even even after coming from a place where we were doing podcast content regularly and live, I still feel like it took me a good chunk of time to actually settle and, you know, just find what felt like a groove where I could relax a little bit. Right. I feel like I hopefully haven't dropped the level of passion, but I feel like I've dropped the the the, the wrong kind of intensity, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that doing something like this, because because it is something that we put so much of ourselves into, yeah. it, it definitely has that that nervous aspect to it because like doing a the live format that we used to do we we were given the structure and the focus wasn't us it wasn't our like it was a bit of our thoughts but it was our thoughts about a thing right and so it there wasn't so much as so far as like how much of us would go into it it was just like we went there we watched a show we talked about the show and then we left but this venture that we had started um and i think it took me a while as well to really get into the groove of how do you share this idea and how do you make it something that like other people want to consume and something that people it isn't just me you know going through audio therapy it's it's me trying to connect with the people who are listening and and people hearing what i'm saying and also seeing themselves in it right and so I, I I definitely get that feeling of it taking a while to really be comfortable with the you that you're sharing and then knowing and knowing exactly like what it is that or I guess who you are uh, that you're sharing with people. Right. Well, and then also uh, figuring out what it is that you bring beyond just it's me, you know, like because uh, look. Uh, Everybody's got a podcast now. So if you're looking to start your own, like we were, you have to figure out, well, if I want this to find an audience, what differentiates it from every other show that exists? Right. What is our, our what, what about our take on things is unique? What about our mission statement is different? Uh, because otherwise, and look, there's nothing wrong with this is just me and a buddy. And that's what we have to, to offer because that some of that can be really entertaining. Right. It's hard to to stand out in the in the giant crashing sea of podcast content that now exists. Yeah. So trying to figure out both in terms of how do you pitch your show, but also in terms of for me feeling or being able to relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? Knowing or feeling relatively confident that yes, I I we both bring a great deal of ourselves to the show, obviously, but also that I genuinely do have something to say that is a hair different than what everybody else is saying and of course those 30 people we're talking about earlier they're sitting there going your fucking confidence is misplaced you're, <laughs> who you're are the they? I, look 30 people um, well those 30 people are already tuned out they're, they're already gone oh no it's they're hate listeners like they're still here <laughs> they hate the show but they it's like it's like people who uh watched the walking dead for three years longer than they could stand the show right and i was like if you don't like it like why, why put yourself through that and just like I, I need the hate i need it i can't feel anything if i don't feel hate right i get it yeah yeah so they're still there. they're still here hey hey guys hey 30 people yo what's up this is actually where on the time this is pre their civil war oh okay yeah oh yeah okay so this is like mid phase two Yes, 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 yes. This is right. And uh, they're going to get to the end of this episode and they're going to look back. They're going to do they're going to do their own recap 
review reaction of this episode and midway through that conversation yeah. is when I think the Civil War is going to break. Oh, out. dude, I would love that. Yeah. Um, but so you were talking about... 30 people's a lot for one podcast. <laughs> no. Uh, yes. Oh, you mean like being together in a room? <laughs> yeah. to... Oh, got it. No, I mean, yes. I, I think that anything more than three is a tough, tough sell. Um, unless, nope, anything more than three. It's tough sell. It does, it does get a little bit tricky to make sure that everybody gets a turn to say something and also has something to say. Right. Because by the time you get to person four, it's like, yep, I agree. I agree <laughs> with what person one through three said. Um, but yeah, and so you were talking a, b- a little bit about the idea of standing out amongst the crowd and having a thesis statement uh, in your podcast. So like, let's say, and this is for anyone out there who is like, but like, how do I start a podcast? You guys are my first podcast and you're, you're like our smodcast. That's a wild thought, right? Like the chance exists. Of course, there are so, as, as we keep saying, there are so many podcasts now. Uh, decent chance. If you're, if statistically, if you're listening to us, you have a podcast of your own, but <laughs> You got to think, right? There's at least one person who listens to this show for whom we we're their first podcast. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's got to be really disorienting and uncomfortable. But that's a wild thing to think about. Right. Because we have a, we, we have an audience. You know what I mean? It's and and yeah, that thought is that thought is actually really cool. Like I'm not assuming that there's too terribly many of you <laughs> that fit this description. But if there's one, I think that's. I don't know, man. I feel like that's something worth no. celebrating, question mark? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, and and so in, in spirit of, there, we did we talked about, uh, in one episode we talked about maps of non-existent places. And in that episode we really talked about the idea of like going out and just like taking the first steps uh, towards something, doing something that you want to do. Right. Um, and so with that idea and the idea that this could be someone's first podcast or this could be a podcast that really like makes someone feel like they can do a podcast themselves. Right. Um, I mean, what would you say, like your personal rules in terms of like, how does someone stand out? Like how does someone, uh, find their voice in terms of making a podcast? That's all right. That's I feel like a tricky question to answer because I feel like that's going to vary from person to person. Right. I mean, I have a few general rules that like I try. So whenever I'm trying to advise someone on like starting a podcast, I I, I have a few like general rules to stick by. Um, and and they're they're hard fast rules. You don't have to like uh, really follow them at all. But like if you're just getting into it, one my, my number one aspect is um sustainability okay um so sustainability comes in terms of like two main aspects um aspect one it can the concept of your podcast is it something that you can be passionate about for a long period of time okay Uh, that tracks uh and the other aspect is is your podcast something that you physically in terms of the work involved in doing can also sustain Right. And so um, that being that, like, let's say your uh, podcast is about um, nails, not the ones that you hammer, but the ones that are on your fingernails. fingers. And, um, and so are you able to 
talk about the different aspects of fingernails, whether it be like manicures and, and um, upkeep and gel and all that stuff. How long are, do you feel like you'll be able to talk about this in a passionate way and find new aspects to entertain? So like, po- that's why you see a lot of pop culture podcasts because there's always new pop culture. Mm-hmm. And so there's always something new to talk about. And so it really relies on your take. Yes. Um, and but you'll get other more niche podcasts with 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 like you know you have um history podcasts which you know that also depends on your take but it also you stand out by doing a good amount of research and finding a way to make it more digestible i uh i would highly recommend uh dan carlin's hardcore history podcast Mm -hmm. where are you familiar Uh, i've heard of it yeah oh man i i want to get back onto it because he does now his episodes can sometimes be four and a half hours so you're really signing up for an audiobook but he will do these massive multi-part histories right great wars great battles great civilizations and he makes it insanely insanely listenable right and so that also takes me into the idea of Uh, sustainability in terms of the process. So I imagine that that podcast requires a lot of research. It requires a lot. I don't know how much like editing that he has to do, how, how well like mixed it is Mm -hmm. because I haven't listened to it. Um, But I assume that part, like it it takes a bunch of different aspects of this history and, and, and really requires him to um, consolidate it into his four hour thing. And so I'm sure that there are takes that he, does that he doesn't use and there are whole segments that either become irrelevant in his research that he has to just scrap and so uh sustainability is also figuring out if like let's say you are launching weekly are you able to do the research and recording and editing of your podcast to turn it around in that week if not can you do a bi-weekly and if so how uh how quickly can you do this and, and maintain the quality? Um, something about uh, like audiences will respond to consistency, which is great, but they also will notice drops in quality. So you Very, have to make and, sure. And people will let you know. Right. And so that's another aspect of it. And that's not to say that like, if you can't uh, do, if you, if your, your thing is unsustainable, don't do it. It's more that like, you have to make sure that you are honest with yourself about the expectations that you're giving yourself right. and and what you're trying to do. Right. And that commitment is important. I in in my mind anyway, I treat this show like a job, not insofar as uh, it feels like work, but insofar as no, I I'm making a commitment. It is my job to make sure that I am at every week at a certain place at a certain time to make sure we get a show in the can. Right. I, I treat it like I would treat any other job because that consistency is is crucial. And something else, now that I feel like I understand your the, the question you asked a little bit more uh, fully. Yeah. Something else for me is I would highly recommend don't talk about something just because it is a hot, trendy thing to talk about, even if it is something that you could find new ways to discuss relatively indefinitely. Because if you're not genuinely passionate about the thing, people people can smell that. Right. And it's not that fun to listen to. Yeah. And say what you will about, about whether or not I'm an interesting person <laughs> or funny or smart, etc. I do think it's fairly clear I at least genuinely love the shit that we talk about. Right. 
Um, but also in that regard, don't be afraid to um, kind of stumble your way through the process. Right. Like, like we talked about, we we're still stumbling our way through this shit. Right. We've been doing this show for a hundred episodes and two years. And I feel sometimes like I'm still figuring shit out. I mean, yes. I don't think that we started putting, I don't think we put down the spoiler wall until like probably episode like 70, 80, something like that. Like the, the process of creating something and creating content is growing and, and taking that feedback and, and knowing how better to connect with your audience. And so your your first attempts will never be your last attempts, and you always have room to keep growing. Right. Um, some podcasts don't even catch on until, like, their 200-something episode. Um, so, like, so what you're saying is there's still hope for us. <laughs> yes. Um, but also, uh, all that said, I mean, kind of do whatever the fuck you want. Like... Those these are again not hard fast rules. These are if someone is looking to build a podcast empire, those are the main questions I ask them. Um, but if you're like, yo, I just want to watch this show and and talk about it, then fucking do that. Um, if or you're just like, yo, me and my friends love to talk about stuff, and I just want to like record it and put it up on the internet, then do that shit. Right. Like these are these are like we we. We, as Lex said, we kind of view this as like, this is, we, we take it like a job. Um, but like podcasting is also something that you can do just for fun. Well, and I think it's important again to make the distinction. Yes, I say job, but we do it because we love doing it. So a question that I get asked, I don't know if you get asked this question, but I get asked. And I think a lot of people who have big podcast audiences get asked. Well, how do you monetize this? How do you make money? How does it become like a job in that aspect? Right. And my answer to that question is, I will let you know when I have an answer to that question. <laughs> uh, be Joe Rogan. That's my answer to that question. I mean, that's the fastest way to monetize it is to, to, be, to be literally Joe, be, be Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Um, no, not, I mean, not in terms of do a show like his, literally be him. <laughs> um, but but my point is, we, we don't do this because we're making truckloads of money doing it. We committed to it completely because we love doing it. We love the idea of doing it and right. we feel fulfillment in the doing of it. And that's something else. Tr treat it like, okay, I'll put it this way. Don't get into podcasting looking to get rich because you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> uh, I would say, no, you, you do it out of the love for it. And that is where you're going to, that's how you're going to find your voice, your, your truest voice. I think most efficiently and probably the most quickly. Right. Um, so yes, the commitment is crucial because consistent, like you're saying, consistency is crucial. I'd say in that respect, treat it like a job, but treat it like a job where the, the, your pay it has to be sort of the joy you, you take in, in doing it. And hopefully if you build your audience, the joy that you take in connecting with people who hear what you say and, and dig it, you know, cause, yeah. cause again, you like, it's not, gonna, that's not going to pay your rent, but, uh, it's, it's better than the, the nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's better yeah. than the literally nothing that you receive if you can't hold on to those aspects. Yeah. I mean, it's also, uh, if none, if, if nothing else, if none of that appeals to you, it's also building a skill in that, like, For sure. as you're doing it, you're every time you make and release an episode, you are 
improving just a little bit. You get a little faster in your edit. You come up with new ideas and you execute those. And then you take feedback and you also execute that. Or you have to discern what is good feedback versus uh, shit posting, stuff like that. And you really have to like, you you really learn the skill of one, trusting yourself. Um, you learn the skill of if you're if you're editing, you you learn how to maneuver in this uh, in this platform or whatever uh, tool you're using. You're learning that. You're learning uh, SEO in terms of how SEO is search engine optimization in terms of how to allow people to find your your content you're learning how to interact on social things that like it's a skill and it's a skill that isn't going away anytime soon and so like i think that at the very least if even if you're just doing it for fun you're you're still learning it's edutainment um so i i I think that that is one of my biggest takeaways in terms of like doing podcasts um and it's it's something i learned with my first very dumb very not findable podcast um, was what, how to, what is it called? I'm going to see if I can find, uh, it. was how to build a, um, a, a podcast and what was sustainable and what wasn't sustainable and what, um, what appeals and what doesn't and things that I am interested in doing. And so like that, those things and those aspects I learned, um, by doing just, yes, by doing, mm-hmm. by doing these podcasts and, 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 getting dirty you know what i'm saying yes yeah so you really don't want me to find this no all right i feel like i've been very specific in saying don't (laughs) you have and that's why i need to (laughs) so i don't care about your feelings your feelings are meaningless to me remember all that shit i said since the episode started it's bullshit (laughs) i mean that that is my general take on anything like Listen to what I say and then just like take what you want. Sure. The rest of it, just throw it on the ground. No, not on the ground. In a garbage can because littering's bad. Don't litter. Uh, If there is a recycling receptacle nearby, put it there. Yeah, yeah. You got to sort. So when you're, and by recycle, we mean just regurgitate it to someone else. Right. um, And then go, but like, don't, don't like live by it. Just like hear it and take what you want. And then that person will take pieces that they want and then they'll give it to them. Like, you know, that's how it works. That's how words lose meaning. (laughs) Um, No, all words have meaning. All of them, Lex. Um, But like, what else would you want to see for the future? Like, what kind of show do you want to you want to be putting on in the next hundred episodes? Um, It's a good question. I mean, I think we have been very lucky in terms of getting some interesting folks who want to come and chat with us um and honestly just expanding that network like that's the most exciting the most exciting thing for me as i look forward to what you know uh, what i see potentially for us doing this uh and it's one of my fa- it's been one of my favorite things about doing the show this entire time is it's it's an amazing way to network with other people yeah. especially when you live in Los Angeles it's very difficult to see people socially because everybody is busy all the time this is a really great way to put something definitive on the calendar which feels like it's a it's a job it's a thing but like you actually get to network with folks yeah. and my my biggest hope and I'm seeing it happen you know and it's been happening more and more and more is 
we're, we get to expand that network. We get to talk to people that we maybe wouldn't have ordinarily struck up a conversation with about topics we wouldn't necessarily have thought were that fascinating. And then because we meet this person who's super passionate about that thing, we suddenly go, oh my God, I've never thought about ears of corn in that way. Yep. Whatever it is, we're going to get, we're going to get the corn people in here soon. We're gonna, like, we're gonna. One of those thirty people I keep talking about. Yeah. The reason they hate us is because there's not enough corn talk, and we're gonna get the corn people in here, and we're gonna, we're gonna sway them. We're gonna win them back if they don't die in the civil war. That's true. I mean, guys, if you want us to talk about more corn, you know, I love Freak on a Leash. Undone is one of my favorites. Um, Falling away from me is okay. Yeah. Um, I, I like popping it. I like it on, on the cob. I like oh, it off. Cool, the cob. cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. I would say that Twisted Transistor is my favorite. I like the word shuck, and I feel like it exists only in reference to corn, mm-hmm. which is pretty fascinating. Like, it has its own verb. I mean, technically, uh, shucking and dri- jiving is a thing, but that's, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, look, I didn't want to crush your hopes. Good you got you got real deflated. You know, man, um, I just, let me celebrate the uniqueness and the no, majesty no, no. I mean, of corn. Yeah, I get it. Like, it's it's also like very much in in the black community and i get you not having that reference which is what this show is about exactly i just expanded your world so is there but in terms of using that as a verb is there any connection whatsoever or is it just a a homonym they just they they sound the same but they mean two different things um i don't know i'll get back to you internet um (laughs) (laughs) but uh i think that like for me the especially you were talking about guests. Um, I do definitely want to expand our our guest pool, uh, get more women of color in here. For sure. Um, and, and also just like expand our breath. Like we talk about experiences and we talk about um, books and, and different things like that. And I want to really keep expanding into like, really what the definition of the show means is like anything people are missing out on and allowing people to really share things that like they don't get to talk about very often. Yes. Um, and I really want to keep, cause like I, I just, I'm a big personal stories guy. Like I love hearing people talk about the things that they love and, and things that like, uh, like weird quirky stories that they are able to share. And so like that is the big appeal of the show is, is just hearing people share those things and hearing people really like, and even if it's like not great things, like when, when, uh, you know, James Lott Jr. was on and he was talking about his experience in that store and how it was really shitty. Cause like being a black man, especially like a tall black man is, um, a rough, it's rough times. Um, and, but like, that's an, that's an experience that people don't, get to hear very often outside of like the news, which is trying to politicize it. It's just, mm-hmm. you get a really personal ex- as you get the really personal aspect of that experience. And I think that that means a lot more when people hear it. Agreed. And so like, that is what I want. And I, I think that like, I, I mentioned that some of my favorite episodes are when we kind of bend the format a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think I want to do a little bit more of that. Like, Last year, I think we talked about doing more of an NPR style thing for uh, D&D and we just haven't had a chance to like get it done because it's it's going to be a lot of editing. It's going to be a lot of recording and a lot of just like 
dead air and, and parsing and things of that sort. Right. And so it's a project. It's just a big project. And so I still want to do it and I still want to do um, more things that are kind of winking and nudging at the, the podcast realm um, because we have the platform to do so and we have right. the freedom to really expand what this show can do. And I really want to flex those muscles. That sounds like a good time to me. It should be. And I hope that you guys at home are, uh, you know, strapped in and you're willing to take the ride with us. Like we really are grateful that you've been here for the last hundred episodes or two episodes or 20 episodes, 30 episodes, however long you've been here. We're glad that you're here. Isn't it wild that, that there are people who have been listening since the first episode and still want to hear us talk? I mean, I, I just, yeah, but I think it's mostly, I'm just more grateful than, than in awe. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like it's about 50, 50 for okay. me. I, I have immense amounts of gratitude. It's insanely, it's humbling. It really, like it is. And I don't mean that facetiously in the slightest. There is something very humbling about it. It also just blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Like, I look, I think I have some stuff to say. I don't think I'm that interesting, but but apparently some some of y'all think we're we're sort of on point sometimes and that's that's <laughs> that's cool to think about yeah cuz there's 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 uh, there's, a, there's a few of you there's a decent number of you and that's that's cool that's very cool yeah and thank you yeah cuz cuz as we say on this show every so often we only have a show because you listen if nobody's listening technically it's not a show we're just sitting here having a conversation right if a podcast happens in the woods and no one's there to hear it, did it really happen? Uh, it's, it's like a Schrodinger's podcast. Yeah. Like it's both, it's both in the cloud and not in the cloud at the same time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Until you log on. Yes. But you got to reset your password. Which is always hard. It's so, so, so difficult. Jump through so many hoops. Especially with two point uh, verification. Ugh. Yeah. What if you don't have your phone with you? Right. How are you going to even get in? You know? You can't. Ugh. And Ugh. nobody will ever know whether or not there was actually a podcast. That's true. I mean, it's a good thing that we're on so many different platforms. We're on Spotify, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes. Everywhere that you want to be, we are there. Uh, listening back, I remember there were different episodes where we were like, now we're on this thing and now we're on that thing. Uh, and now we're on all the good ones. And we weep for there are no worlds left to conquer. Indeed. Except for dead ass. Pa-pow, 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 pa-pow. Uh, yes? We'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm comfortable signing off at this moment, but we'll we'll discuss that. But I mean, all right. Fair enough. I mean, but what what about you guys? You know, uh what have you do you have favorite episodes? If so, I mean, definitely let us know. Um, if you hate what we're doing, um, text Lex. Uh, you can tweet him at, what is it? The Lex Michael? Yeah, but um, why would you do that? So, yeah, specifically, uh, tweet at Lex. You know what? Actually, that reminds me of something else. This is not a, this is not a hard rule for me, <laughs> but it's something that, uh, it's something. No, shut up. It's, uh, no, but, but in all seriousness, I feel personally like there is more than enough negativity on the internet more than enough this uh, it can be a nasty place and i don't ever want to be somebody that adds to that i don't like going negative if i can avoid it because i don't see anything constructive in it yeah 
I, I also don't feel, I feel like most of the time when people go negative about something, they're looking to dunk on it. And I feel like it's, it's easy and it's, it's facile. And I, more than anything else, I don't feel like I learn a single thing from listening to something like that. So it ends up yielding nothing for me personally, my taste, my inclinations ends up yielding nothing of value. So I try to, at the very least, even if I don't have something truly substantive to say about it, I try to keep things as positive as I can try and find one nice thing. If I can find a nice thing to emphasize instead of the negative. And I feel like ultimately that makes for a better experience overall, at least for me as an audience member. Yeah. And I would encourage, I'm not saying you need to do this because there's plenty, I mean, we all, that outrage shit drives clicks and stuff. So, okay, you want to do that, do that, knock yourself out. But I would encourage folks to do their best to, to focus on things that they love, that they have positive things to say about versus putting more negativity out there. Right. That's just how I feel. You take that or leave it. <laughs> um, no, I think that they should definitely take it because um, it's 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 good advice and it and it's good because like there's enough shitty stuff out there like you just flip on the news and there's a lot of sad things we don't need more of that in the ether well we don't even have to talk I mean yeah everything is awful but we don't even have to talk about the real shit we would just be talking about you know, low stake stuff like whether or not you liked a movie right like what are you really adding to the conversation if you're like it sucks I hate it. I mean, I think that people are free to express their... Oh, they're, you're allowed to. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just posing a rhetorical question. Right. What does that actually add to the proceedings? Mm. Um, but if they say if they don't say it sucks, how is the studio going to know? How is the studio... Because right now they gauge it by money. And look, there are a bunch of things that make a lot of money that aren't my cup of tea. Right. Um, so if the, if... if this the studio doesn't hear Joe hatred uh, go on the internet and say, I hate this thing. How are they going to know? Yeah. How are they going to know? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why you should go to Lex Michaels Twitter um, and anything bad you have to say about anything, just shoot it to him. Just the, the Lex Michael. Um, I just think there are more <laughs> productive ways to engage with this shit. And also, like you like you just said, there are plenty of things that make money that aren't necessarily your cup of tea. But that, I think, is a really crucial distinction that I would encourage people to try and internalize. There is a big difference between not your cup of tea and it's not good in an right. objective sense. And I feel like a lot of people conflate the two. And they end up sounding a little silly. Mm. Uh, I would say even if you don't have something uh, in a positive direction of profound insight or substance, I would much rather hear you say empty shit that is positive because at least you're spreading positivity. Right. I, th I think that's it. I feel like I've said what I have to say on that. Subject. Okay. But this, right. is stuff, this is stuff that I try and do myself. You know what I mean? Like I try to make it clear that I, I this thing is not for me but I see it as valid and here's one thing like I'll, I'll put in the effort to find one thing that I can connect with because it is only if I can't find a single nice thing to say about it that I have actually wasted my time. Right. In my opinion. Okay. And I feel like that's a good place to wrap this up. Uh, this is, this is our hundredth episode special dab, dab, dab. Um, but yeah, guys let us know uh, not to be weird. 
but let it like let us know uh, things that you enjoy about the show. Let us know if you have any favorite episodes. Let us know what you'd like to see moving forward. Um, you can do so at Missing Outcast. That's M I S S I N G. O-U-T-C-A-S-T. We love hearing from you guys. We love that you've been with us this long. Um, and we hope that, you know, you're here another hundred episodes. Uh, so do so. We'd love, we love. We can't wait to hear what you want to hear from us. Uh, Lex Michael, where can people find you? Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, to address any pressing, immediate life or death concerns you may have at the Lex Michael. Yeah. And any mean things you have to say about anything. Send them make to, sure to at Tari J. Um, yeah. You can find me at Tari J. T-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can send me anything. Um, hit, my, hit, hit up my DMs. Um, you cannot send me anything. Please uh, keep it within the bounds of good taste. Got it. But um, Tari, you can send. And sky's yeah. the limit. Sky's the limit. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely like go through. I'm, I'm, sometimes pretty squeamish when it comes to like i don't know animal torture and stuff probably shouldn't have told you that um but like you're right you want everybody to think you want to maintain this illusion that you're a-okay with animal torture <laughs> i mean but then because trolls on the internet are like yo that's what you don't like here's 50 right um but anyway <laughs> so yeah send, send me send me all the stuff good vibes bad vibes all the vibes you know let's chat uh, and we will talk to you soon. Um, but signing off our hundredth episode, this has been the retrospective that's introspective. And now you have a new perspective. Aww. Yeah. Aww. But see, like, it took us a while to, to, to nail that too. Yep. Yeah. Always growing. Always growing. Always growing. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so much discomfort. <laughs>